0: Welcome to the Dad's Night Podcast, where ridiculous becomes reality. We're your dad hosts. I'm Chris Parrish. And I'm Tommy Reed. Today we're joined by the CRO and founding member of Cannabis Delivery Service Ease, birthday boy Nick Fasano. We'll talk about how he got into cannabis, how it became legal in California and the other states, and the many, many, many benefits moms and dads can get from their various products. We'll also talk about being a dad to teenagers, and we're going to be on our best behavior, because my dad is here live in the studio.
1: I love that music. I mean it just it just comes right in and I know I, I even think your dad's dancing there in the background
0: here. A <laughs> dad's bit. dancing. Tommy, if you would have told me twenty years ago that I would be in Manhattan Beach hosting a podcast with my dad here about weed,
1: uh, I would have believed you.
0: So well, it's a big
1: day. It's so ridiculous that it's it's reality now. It's reality now. Um, okay, well let's jump into our three W's. Uh and they are what you are doing, what are you excited about and where are you going? Love it. So what you do this past weekend? how, how do you enjoy your Mother's Day?
0: Uh, it was great. Uh, I think my wife, Amy, enjoyed it. We, uh, I did a little, uh, we rolled uh, this blacktop, uh, sorry, uh, griddle called Blackstone down to the end of the driveway. I made brunch for the neighbors, some neighbors in town. Um, it was great to have Dad here for that. And then uh, we treated uh, Amy to a little seven-year-old soccer game. Uh, and they knew it was Mother's Day, and they went out, and they dominated um, and it was, a big, it, it was a big weekend. We were out there. The team was talking a lot of you-know-what. The other team, they had uh, a bunch of big kids. But we just went out there, and uh, you can't measure heart, Tommy. It was great. A 3 three nothing W. We got a tournament coming in two weeks. We're coming into form. We got another game tomorrow night. It's been great.
1: That's awesome. That's very exciting. We kind of did the exact same thing. Um, Sunday was dominated by soccer and flag football. Mm. And uh, Grayson scored a goal. Did he really? So uh, very excited. His That's soccer awesome. team is undefeated. Yeah, you know, um, not so, surprised. So they're going into, I think, the playoff mode as well. But really super excited about the flag football team, the D8 Buckeyes.
0: Mm, let's hear and, about it. Let's uh, get an update. we
1: had a very intense end-of-the-year game. Uh, but I, then again, Van Hass scripted up some offense, and boom, Harrison. Cornell was like Reggie Bush. Mm-hmm. He was just making moves that you thought was like I had a highlight reel out of ESPN. Yeah. It was fantastic. We won 12-6. And we ended the year uh, undefeated, wow. six wins, zero losses, and one tie. So we locked up first place. Love that. Uh, we have a bye next week, okay. and then we have one game. Uh, we play the winner of the four five seed. Hmm, that's a tough matchup. And uh, teams don't like each other. Yeah, um, but uh, what's going on with that is that. We play that, and then if we win, when we win, we're going to SoFi. We're going to SoFi, which
0: would be the second year in a row in this game.
1: That's right. The BCS is holding their uh, championships for all of the divisions at SoFi Stadium. So once again, uh, the BCS is coming up huge. Love it. And uh, it's going to be really exciting. So let's hope the Buckeyes can get there. And, uh, For once just, in
0: my life, I will say
1: yes. Yeah, you, you on, know what? Guys. You might have to go to this game. <laughs> I will go. I mean, I'll be especially there. Especially with Coach Tommy on, on the field, coaching yeah.
0: defense. You get fired up and inspires
1: everybody. Yeah, I was a little bummed out. We gave up our second touchdown of the year. So we only give up a, a total of uh, 13 points all year on defense. Over seven games. Over seven games. That's um, embarrassing, Tommy. And about seven first downs. Uh, but, seven? Um, yeah. That's a first down a game. What are you even doing out yeah, there? Yeah, you know, there's a long runs on those two touchdowns, so yeah. those are bad. But you know what? We're we're, we're getting into our mojo right now, yeah. and, and the team's really feeling it. And you guys you know, are
0: built for the playoffs. That's the scary thing.
1: We we, we have depth. Yeah. And what uh, was really nice it was that we ended the game with all, all the moms behind their sons that were playing the game and took a nice photo, and it just turned out to be a great... Great Mother's Day. But what was so exciting about the weekend was the Derby upset. I oh, mean, I heard about this. That was the craziest thing in the world. It yeah. was the first time ever that a scratched horse got replaced by one on the reserve. 80 that, to 1. I was right? coming in at 100 to 1 to start, finished that 80, 81 to 1 odds, and then the lead horse left that gap open, and then that horse just went in there, stri- uh, rich strike, and then just pounded in there. It was very wild to begin with. It was yeah. wild getting to the gate. Um, and then came out of there and then just saw the light. The, the, the jockey wasn't even beating the horse with the whipping it or anything. So the horse was just fire and just boom.
0: He's like Furious D from the Simpsons. One of the
1: best upsets in all of uh, horse racing. And it was good for the sport. It was great.
0: Well, I was just happy he wasn't beating the horse. That's my favorite part of horse racing. Yeah, absolutely. they don't beat him.
1: And we were at a uh, the uh, uh, Danner Derby party where we were auctioning off horses and uh, had a great time. Jen Norman. Bet on the rich strike. She did bet, she really? She paid ten dollars, won five hundred. Okay, and she always says, "Always bet on the long shot because you never know when they're going to come she in." She does always and say a- that. About every five years, you're going to get one of those to come in. But the biggest long shot to win, that was amazing. Yeah, great for sports. The best two minutes in sports really lived up to the hype. Sort of the Danner party. So it was great. Well,
0: Danner party is always good. We we missed uh, the the race because my dad and I were at uh, my daughter Lainey's uh, dance recital. Let's wow. move on.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. She's well, a look, great dancer, though. So you I'm know, um, I'm really excited right now. My dad right has now. no idea
0: what we're talking about right now. That's okay. Yeah.
1: Because what it's coming down to is this introduction right here. This is great. I mean, okay. we were I was introduced by this great man through a mutual friend that we have named Carrie Hayes. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. And uh, she introduced us to this awesome guy who basically took the concept of... Uh, cannabis delivery mm-hmm. and and basically commercialized it in California he is a great not only a great dad a great friend
0: great American but
1: uh, you know just just his his wisdom and his knowledge of what he did to take a uh, something that was taboo in a long time ago and make it so it's everywhere ladies and gentlemen Nick Fasano. Woo! <laughs> yeah, Nick Fasano.
0: Nick, let's get this out of the way. It's your birthday. Yes, it And is, I, it I is. heard this through Carrie. So you, yeah. you know, your wife said, what do you want to do on your birthday? <laughs> yeah. And you said, I got to get on this pod. Have to. And then you reached out to Carrie and said, there's only one thing I want. And then we said, that's fine. We love Friends of the Pod. We love you Friends gotta of the bring Pod. Us free stuff. Yeah, got to yeah. bring us free stuff. And it worked out. You know, there's no way to validate this story. So it's true. people, yeah, yeah, it is true. Well, it's great to have you here. Thanks. Dude. Uh, we've been talking actually for probably a half hour since we even turned <laughs> on the microphones, which has been all, it's just been knowledge transfer, basically. It's been amazing.
1: I, I feel like you're also part Santa Claus today because you brought in a bunch <laughs> of goodies yeah. for the pod, so tell Finn. us what we got here and everything, Nick. What are all these yummy, yummy things going on here,
2: presents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, first, I brought you a bunch of beverages. Yeah. Uh, this is a company called Can. Uh, that makes four or five different low-dose beverages, kind of a replacement for the Chardonnay Mom. Um, which I think is uh, going to lead probably like a national footprint when it comes to beverages okay. or it comes to cannabis in general. Um, they're super tasty.
1: All right. So let's let's open these up.
2: What, uh, you pull from the white tab. Okay. And then slide back. Slide. Oh, this is high oh. tech. No, slide it. Yeah. Slide this way? Yep. Oh, there mm-hmm. we go. So, that, so oh, this says right it's uh, yeah, it's, easy.
0: Okay. There, it's I don't know. I can't two and, and, and a half little. milligrams. Okay.
2: So you could have four of them easily. So it's like a carbonated yeah, soda. Yeah, I'm not a lightweight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's. It's gonna taste it. Yeah, so it's
1: it's like a carbonated soda. Yeah, uh, almost, kind of. Or carbonated uh, water with cannabis infused. Hey, yeah. Tommy,
0: my dad is drinking. This is amazing.
2: Cheers. Cheers to it, my dad. Cheers.
0: This would have got me kicked out years ago, but all right.
2: Wow. Then I brought you a bunch of gummies. Mm. Ooh. Um, we got here.
0: How long did these take to kick in, by the way?
2: About fifteen minute onset, okay. for sure.
0: All right. So I just need to know if I'm editing when I get loopy. <laughs> just... Did you hit the record button? <laughs> <laughs> did.
1: Nice Dude, brother. No, yeah. I spaced on record, oh, man. Nice Can't man. believe it. <laughs> um. Well, this is great. Okay, so we have a nice little. Uh, so now cannabis is everywhere. Yes. Okay. Um you helped bring it to market and now a lot of people are going to you for advice. Talk to us how you got into the whole cannabis game. Sure. When did you get in this?
2: Where are you I know. from, Nick?
0: Boston. Oh right. Yeah you went to Rhode Island.
2: Yeah, the I went Rams. to the University of Rhode Island. Yeah. Rhodey Ram. Yeah. Um but yeah, I was in two thousand fifteen, I had a pretty solid like tech background, sales and marketing and yep. running large scale tech companies in Boston. And started making serial investments in, um, one of the avenues and thought processes was around cannabis and cannabis legalization. Right. Watched the Colorado market for a period of time, made an investment in Colorado in 2015. That was the first state, right? Yep. Colorado was the first state and super confusing. Um, no one really focused on kind of products. It was really just kind of bringing the plant to market. Right. Um, old school, big jars where you could just still pick out your flower, um, intimidating to people who hadn't used cannabis, but we saw this revolution that was gonna happen in California, for sure. Um, California's just a branding market in general. Right. Um, And you could start seeing people pay attention to everything from extraction to understanding what they can do from a consumer product perspective, and now we have things like edibles and beverages. Yeah. Um, So I made an investment in California. Uh, A really good friend uh, that used to work for me had made an investment in a delivery company called Ease, and yeah. I decided to move out and, and run it and take it national. So it was just in San Francisco, 2016. We were still selling bags of flour or bags of weed, um, and we decided that if we spent the right amount of time on supply chain, logistics, as well as healthy beneficial products to the masses, we could create a a national delivery service in yeah. the state of California.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's um, it's unbelievable. Just um, you know, I just I get texts when you haven't heard from me. Yeah, uh, I got an email yesterday for thirty percent off some of my f- favorite brands. And the one thing I notice about you, again, I'm, I'm a marketer in my you know uh, career. Um, it's very tailored to what I have maybe purchased before, right? Sure. So you're not sending me, you know, weed. I don't smoke. Yep. Um, you know, it's the brands I've tried. It's the the you know products I've tried. So you know, gummies, for example. Um, and it's great and it's never in my face and it's always, you know, 30% off, try it today, you know, it's sure. just it's really good marketing
1: number 1 regardless of what the product is. You guys have done a great job. Um, well, it all started with billboards, right? It wasn't the billboards yeah. the like cuz yeah. like, like wasn't the California really hard on advertising and marketing?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, California was that, re- is is really hard across the board. So, y- my partners and I have always come from disruptive technology and no one no one knew what you could or couldn't do. Uh, the state didn't know. They had passed, just like in Massachusetts and other states, it passes recreationally. The the voters want it, but yeah. no laws have been written. But at the same time, the business is moving forward. And it's still federally illegal, right? It's still federally illegal at this point. Despite like uh, 70% of the country money. To yep. yep. But so, states are
1: making bank on the taxes on this.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's state and federal so there's a, a federal tax called 280e which is 27 oh wow then you have your municipality tax which is about nine percent um and then you have your state tax which is makes up about another 20 percent. so Woo. about 50 of Ooh, of the product cost it goes to taxes today but you look at a wow. you know a kiva
0: for example so i'm holding this up for all our viewers yep. um i forget how many are in here but there's a bunch 20 but you get you know so this is for nighttime. But you get one of the other flavors, this is the yuzu lemon. Big shout mm-hmm. out to the friend of the pod, yuzu lemon. There's 20 in there, but that's like that's like 26 packs of beer, which would be way more expensive, I guess, if you were looking for like a similar effect, right? So like it's there's high there's expensive taxes. They're 18 bucks each, or whatever. But then even with the tax, it's still cheaper than if you were just like drinking alcohol, which is you know worse for you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think taxes will go down when federal legalization kind of happens, yeah. but more importantly. You know, there's enough pressure to get state tax down minimally um, and get it more in par with with what a consumer product good would be. Um, the amount of packaging, as you saw when you opened these cans, this has to be childproof. It's mm-hmm. two point five milligrams. Three beers is ten times worse than drinking one of three these. of these, or right. two of these, or one of these. So. Really good. We have to force ourselves to kind of work within the confines of like childproof packaging sure. and labeling and um, windows on vape pens so that you can actually see the oil. All that stuff just adds an enormous amount of cost. Right, yeah. uh, ease, you know, we we just kind of caught lightning, you know, in a bottle in a weird way just for the simple fact that we were the first to kind of push the law forward. Um, whether it be in advertising and billboards and being cheeky in our messaging and really celebrating 420 um in in a and making it more kind of light and fluffy and yeah. kind of removing that stigma of right. what cannabis really
0: was do you guys have conversations or do you think there's a time where like Google and Apple will allow you guys to have an app on the App Store
2: sure apple actually n- now is is allowed to to work within the in, okay, cool. in the App Store yep so iOS that was years of writing letters right. and doing everything you possibly can we would build the app it'd get shut down it would build the app and get shut down and you know, Ease has had enormous amount. To give you a sense, we do about two hundred and fifty thousand deliveries a month. Wow. wow! So about eighteen million dollars a month in revenue. That's great news. That's top amazing. revenue. Just so, in California. Just in California. And, what, um, and
1: is it in other states? Ease like, yep, we've is it like launched, Uber, where you can go into a different states. We've and...
2: launched Michigan. We're now in Colorado. Oh yeah. And we're building. Um, we're building in Florida. So a lot of it had to do with first lobbying and getting it across the board. Education, as we all know, and when we talk about the benefits, education is very light in this category. Mm-hmm. There's not been a lot of um, internet access for cannabis brands to really get a message across. A lot right, of things you can't
0: advertise on Facebook, for example. Right? You can't.
2: No TikTok. No Facebook. No mm-hmm. Instagram. Now you can do pieces. You just you can't advertise sales. You can't. You can't cross advertise in the way, shape, and form that you would do with other consumer product goods. Right. Um, but all that will change i think you know i used to if, coming from massachusetts i used to ask people all the time when was prohibition lifted and it, you know educated people will be like oh 1930 whatever it is and i'm like no no because i couldn't buy beer on sundays in massachusetts when i lived in
0: boston i lived in somerville for a while yeah we would have to drive to new hampshire, new hampshire. And, on sundays to get beer for a or form you too a tattoo, you got yeah, it yeah exactly so, and they couldn't have happy hour, right? It was, no you, can't happy hour. No, you can't discount alcohol.
2: You can't discount alcohol in Massachusetts. And even today, the Massachusetts laws for delivery are two drivers in a car wearing yeah. body cams with a lockbox in the car. Really? Well, look, Boston on Sundays, <laughs> Boston's a very sober city on Sundays, so those laws yeah. are working Spirit for sure.
1: Well, um, I see now, so we just tasted a little uh, drink, and mm-hmm. I see that you brought a vape pen. Who makes this pen?
2: So that's a company called Torch. Okay, uh, makes that vape pen. That's a live resin pen. So, again, a lot of the education is about how materials are made. Ease spends a lot of time in vetting products before they get into market. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of... We got another meeting, boys. <laughs> yeah. Is that the
1: R&D part of that? Uh... <laughs> a lot
0: of R&D. A
2: lot of R&D. Tommy just handed over his resume. I don't know
1: why, but... <laughs> oh, wow. That's nice and tasty.
2: Yeah. And I, uh, I think a lot of the products are moving forward from... Uh, an ability to... <laughs> <Excuse me. coughs> oh, this is
0: definitely going to get edited out. Let me yeah. make it 16 minutes.
1: No, no way. You got to hear the cough. <laughs> you don't get off, Lucy. cough, bro. Yeah. Um, Dude. That's great. I, I just took a big head. You know, just way um, yeah, the products line... So the producting, The product... The, the, pro- <laughs> the product, <laughs> Well, that man. thing works fast. <laughs> uh, So you have drinks. You have... Um, vape pens, you have flour, you have edibles, there's creams for yep. CBDs and everything like that. Talk about a lot of the benefits, you know, versus then traditional doctor script medicine. Yeah. Cause I feel like there's a big thing there. Like for example, when I had my hips replaced, the first thing they did was write a huge prescription for oxycodone to get, mm. take away the pain. And within three days, my wife's like, "You're turning white from these horse pills basically they're huge yep there were 10 milligrams they were huge and I'm like I, you know I started getting constipated I couldn't do anything so I finally said, I'm gonna bear the pain and do it naturally yep. and I went to uh, smoking and vaping and eating edibles to cure my pain, which it did immediately and it was a, it was a natural way of fighting the pain. So that's just my own personal story with why I think it's so much better for better for better for you than um, any prescription pill that mm-hmm. you're ever gonna take because the addiction part of that. But tell us what you know from the medical side because you said a lot of it's education. Sure. What are the benefits that we can all get from this
2: Yeah and I, I dove in pretty pretty much more than anybody I, I, I would assume at my age in, in trying to understand the plant and plant-based wellness just yeah. in general. And I think at a very high level, you have a, you have a nervous system, you have a muscular system and you have an endocannabinoid system. And a lot of people don't know that. And Israel, was, me. everybody has an endocannabinoid system inside them. And you have receptors that just kind of open up your cannabinoids for certain things like pain management, anxiety management, sleep management, um, and the cannabis plant has over 180 cannabinoids in the plant. So you hear things, which is why it's super confusing and gets um, medical and recreational get kind of blended together in some right. ways. But you have CBD, you have CBG. Um, in those Camino gummies that that you like, Chris, yeah. is CBN, which really helps with sleep. Uh, THCV really helps with um, um, the ability for your appetite. And which a lot of chemo patients use, and you'll find that in real concentrated cannabis. And so what, you know, what the U.S. hasn't done is really put a lot of research and study into the cannabinoid system. And today, because it's been legal in Colorado and now in California, you can isolate the molecule. You can remove CBD from the plant and just have a CBD product. And that really helps with... Everything from pain, which you'll see in kind of topical creams, right, um, to um, CPG or CBN that really help with sleep. Yeah, uh, THC is the active cannabinoid that's psychoactive. So when we think of weed, we think about it as a psychoactive plant, but really it's just one molecule within the plant.
0: I you know I exercise a lot clearly, um, and I've I noticed too just on the mornings after I've had one of these things, I've got less inflammation. Mm-hmm. I'm running a lot faster and longer than I felt like I could. You know, if I'm lifting, I just don't have, like, the soreness and, uh, you know, just, like, pain or, like, you know, you feel like that first mile, your legs are barely moving and all that stuff. It's just like I hit the thing and I'm running. I just feel so much better than a night where you've had, like, a couple drinks. You know, I love your drinks.
1: There is no weed hangovers, you know? I mean, there's no cannabis hangovers. From drinking and from taking prescription pills, you're going to be – Hurting in some way, you know, you're like you're you're gonna be hungover from
0: yeah, and then you're gonna crazy It's crazy how many people just you know naturally Oh, I took an ambient I had to sleep or Kirkland even makes the sleep aid which you know, they work really well, but I feel like crap the next day. There's no stigma to that Right, you're just getting prescribed doctors all this stuff follow the money. Obviously, you know these things still have a stigma I would say with a lot of people in the population yet they're better for you than anything, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I think it, it, that is the issue. The plant was bastardized uh, for whatever reasons. You know, you could you could look at it to push alcohol sales. You could look at it to push tobacco crops over hemp crops. Um, but you know, cannabis has been used. You could even look at it from a religious purpose. It people say it was an anointing oil. You know, right. three thousand, four thousand years ago. So um, the the plant is is wildly uh, powerful in its usage, our lack of studying it, our lack of accepting it into kind of everyday population, um, is actually really strange when you're in the industry. I can understand it from being out because I didn't know, I had never seen a vape pen in 2015. I had never researched the plant. I was a cannabis user from like the age of 14 on because I knew it helped with like my ADD and even studying, you know, I would always feel horrible about taking a couple of hits from a joint and then doing my homework, and I like I'd feel horrible to myself like, holy shit, I'm a drug addict, I'm a stoner, <laughs> you know, imagine if I and my parents knew I smelled like weed all the time, yeah, but fundamentally, I don't think if I didn't do that my junior senior year in high school, I really don't think I would have got grades to even get into college because I just wasn't that focused. And it wasn't that I wasn't a smart kid. it was I needed help being focused. Then you look at the generations we created after my age. Now at forty nine, which was Adderall and Ritalin. Happy birthday! Thank you, thank you, thank you. But I can remember leading sales teams and not telling them that that I study drug. Yeah, not telling them that I smoked weed all the time and I would promote somebody to a manager, and then I'd go and ask them why they weren't performing, and he's like, "Dude, I got off Adderall. Like, I didn't like the way it made me feel. My only suggestion was get back on it because I didn't." feel comfortable telling them. well i just smoke a little bit of weed and that kind of helps me with that was too
1: taboo at the time it was too too taboo
2: and you know i only let a little inner circle in that of people that knew that i smoked even including my wife she knew when i walked the dog i would smoke weed but i would never do it in front of her out of you know respect for her but more importantly the way the plant was vilified right and it's 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 actually ridiculous completely (laughs) i mean and the
1: strength of the hemp plant alone in products that it can be its own thing so the flower itself all the way down to the root the stem is just the most important flower right now that we're growing in our
2: yeah and you 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 could say it's more bio receptive bio acceptable and you know potentially the planet would be a different place and you can go off on all different tangents and i'm not a an advocate by any means. I think everybody should do what they do, but we definitely gave opioids out like Skittles for the last 30 years. It's just
1: insane. 100%, and that caused a whole... (laughs) I mean, that's the problem. Sometimes they're prescribing teenagers that are still in high school those. When you said it yourself, in college or in high school, you started to smoke, but you wanted to help focus your ADD on that. There's kids that are getting thrown that all day right now because they think oh, your, your kid can't focus whatsoever. Right. So they're putting him on a script with that. Yeah. When eventually they could just take a little bit, something that just to focus them with a CBD product sure. or, or from the flower itself to help them align what their problem is. And that's why I think- Or that,
2: sports injuries. I mean, growing up in Massachusetts and what happened in Cape Cod with, you know, hockey players that would just cool. get injured and just constantly getting scripts for opioids. So I Ricky mean, my Williams friend, is, is, is a yeah. big advocate of this yeah. right now. He's
1: talking about in college how- um, you know, had they just used cannabis to prevent every kid that could get a prescription, like he won't take it. And he's he's very vocal about supporting the cannabis way mm-hmm. for pain management and some of the other problems that he has with his body as a way to solve the issue than being medically scripted out. Something from a hundred percent man made.
2: And I, you know, I've turned so many. So many women on in Manhattan Beach, minimally, but just in general that I talked to. Are you Talking about
0: to weed or just to just yes, <laughs> both. Oh, I oh, also have oh, we're just be, you know, <laughs> I think all three of throwing us throwing the weight around a little yeah. bit. <laughs> women are constantly turned on. Like
2: that. <laughs> but you know, my dad's shaking his head. By the a, way, He's, a, uh, a lot of people have things like Crohn's disease, or right. you know, issues with inflammation, and and from having kids, or just from getting older and dealing with menopause, and cannabis. You know the the toughest thing about the plan is is that it does a lot, and because we haven't studied it, you haven't grouped it the right way. I think Correct. what California is doing really well is t- starting to brand these products. When you think of a 2.5 milligram beverage, it, it honestly it's it's non-effective. Meaning, like you could have one or two of these, you might be a little bit more uppity, you might feel it a bit, but fundamentally, it's not like having six beers. And once you get kind of conscious to the fact that cannabis can be part of your everyday wellness attitude, yeah. um, you start accepting the plant a little bit more. Yeah. And it aren't doesn't have to be that, just smoking.
1: Nick, or aren't they like, I heard like Mike Tyson, right? He's got a whole farm. Yeah, it's a beautiful and, farm. And, oh, so so you been out there? Oh, yeah. So yep. th- isn't it like a hotel with cannabis? And st-
2: it's, it's getting that way. Okay. Like, yeah, his whole, you know, um, his whole ethos just in general is to is to bring people to kind of see what you know cannabis is like from a resort perspective again everybody's trying different ways of making it more acceptable i mean it's super creative i mean i
0: you brought one in today which is great and um one of my favorite beers of all time is pavs blue ribbon
2: yeah pbr
0: um and so they've come out with their cannabis drink in the last couple months i believe it is and i've got one in the fridge and i can't wait to try it and i mean That's that's awesome
1: so so they are the first major beer to make a cannabis product, basically? Lagunitas
2: has uh, what they call high hops. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then there's about four or five others that are in development right now that are going to hit, hit with the nobody market. with a cachet. But of a but, but you can't no buy that fashion. at
1: Ralph's, right? You can't buy no. a total wine and everything. No. But you feel like that's going to help change. You think? You, do you foresee that being available at the local
2: I grocery store where I, you can get cannabis? I tell my kids and, I tell my kids all the time. I I think. I think I'm a bootlegger. They'll be pioneers. Their kids yeah, will be businessmen. Sure. So yeah. I think three generations from now, right. you may see it in that light. but I also think, as what ease has been able to prove that you know, on demand delivery or getting things delivered to your house, I, I don't know if you'll need to. i think if if you can start right. looking at the world will just be different in in everything from i mean, it, there's a there's a funny um.
0: There's a couple, I always reference the Simpsons, but there's one where the Apu is in the store and there's like five guys waiting for nobody to look so they can buy like a porno mag or something. Like they want it, but they don't want to be seen buying it. Yeah. And I feel like in the delivery stuff, for me in the beginning anyway, the ease, yeah, now you know, it's it was normal. like, I see, yeah, I see it's just coming to my house, time. you know, yeah. and, and yeah, I, was, uh, I was sitting at the beginning of, uh you know, sort of, we're all in the first couple of months of COVID, stressed as hell, it was awful. Uh, and I'm like, I can't just be like, you know, drinking beers And White Claws all night, right? But like, this is, but like, we're stressed and, and you can't even go to the beach at the time, right? But um,
1: so See, I, I gave I it just... up during COVID for the opposite reasons because I thought it was going to like uh, hurt the my breathing. And if I caught COVID, then I'm really fed.
0: Oh, with the vape? Yeah. Pen? yeah so yeah, yeah I, I was need, never smoking. So yeah. like, I, no I didn't want well,
1: my lung capacity. Right. So I actually, that's why I think I ballooned up drinking during COVID. But then post COVID, uh, you know, I'm back in because now you're like, geez, the, 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 I mean, it can manage a, a part of stress if you yeah. have something or, you know, pain management or to put you to bed if you're if you're not able to sleep. Yeah. You know, like those nighttime gummies, they're perfect. They're unbelievable. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. There's there's no hangover. It's truly <laughs> unbelievable what gummies can do, which, by the way, is a couple of big things that are happening. So in Colorado, how you would go to a Napa wine tasting, they're having weed tasting. Yeah. And with art. So that's like their new version of like the wine taste in Colorado. People are like, it's very trendy to have like an art exhibit with a a cannabis, you know, party at the same time. Yeah. Has Ease started being like, are they like the forefront where you can start putting some on these events that are very pro cannabis and for the benefit of stuff?
2: Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, not only Ease, I'd say kind of in the industry, you're going to start seeing social consumption lounges. Mm -hmm. Um, There's one in West Hollywood now. Um, they'll continue to open up. Um, I was at a um, uh, comedy club that allowed for consumption. Oh, that's great! Idea. Um, by getting a permit, there's a festival on Friday. There's a um, downtown LA has has opened up basically a WeWork for cannabis companies, which is awesome. seven floors. Man. Um, in downtown LA. Con- yep, it's oh, consumption so cool. all the way through. The owners of Felix started the restaurant on the first floor. You can you you can't smoke in the restaurant, but It's all-encompassing from the outside perspective, and they have a festival on Friday that will run through the weekend like a three-day festival. So you're actually going to start, and I think you're going to start seeing it in Carpinteria in the Santa Barbara County, which is really that Central Coast has been the hub of what I would call greenhouse uh, agriculture for cannabis. Um, And I think you're going to start seeing that it it will be a destination of sort. Um, Right now it's a little bit gimmicky as far as tourists come and they just want to go to a dispensary but the education's not really there or their state's not really legal and i think once it it continues to evolve the way it is uh, you'll start seeing you know destinations that show you more about the plant or for the people that are fascinated like people get with grapes about the endocannabinoid system or how a trimmer actually takes it What's the life cycle of the plant to grow? And yeah. How does it so actually come to cool a jar? would be
1: cool events to even take as a team builder. 100%. Like, if you were like, hey guys, we're going to take you into a weed store and we're going <laughs> to watch a trimmer make a cutting from from a tree, that's, you know, I, I've never seen it up close. I mean, either, those that'd things. would be amazing. Yeah, it's And fascinating. You can get that? You're like, oh wow. So this is like the everyone loves Blue Dream and she comes into Furation. We play this type of music. I want to know all that stuff. Yeah. I yeah. Know, that'd be so I mean, cool first, to see that behind the scenes. First
0: time I ever bought any, I went to MedMen, yep. which is where we all went.
1: Yep. Is there a weed like a- channel? Is there a cannabis channel to, dedicated just to that content?
2: It's yet? uh, it's coming. I mean, yeah, because I would think that you have, right you, have, you have race car
1: driving channels. Yeah. If you had a cannabis and then you start infusing, okay, we're going to have a comedy hour. We're yeah. going to do this, cooking hour, because there's so many different uses. You could have, that's a, another thing. Of course, San Francisco is one of the pioneer cities for it. But I heard that um, there's a lot of chefs, when they lost their restaurants, went into private catering yep and they started taking on how to cook with cannabis and yeah. they'll do pop brownies and they'll make you these where it's nice and they literally do demonstrations and they do in-home cooking events for you can have a party catering.
0: and just have somebody come to the house I'm
2: and, cool with that bit yeah yeah that's I mean, right yeah ideas, Todd don't. English uh, who's a celebrity chef has just launched his own cannabis infused um macaroni and cheese adult again low dose and when you think of um cannabis people get you know, with edibles or with with anything, everybody's had a bad experience. We've all had bad experiences with alcohol, but with cannabis, if you eat a, you know, too much of a of a pot brownie that was made by somebody at home, that was just a ride that was that was difficult for you to kind of navigate. Yeah. So I think that's the other thing that Ease has been able to do is really bring vetted products to market that fall within a category of self wellness and in in self care. Yeah. Know? you shouldn't be scared of trying because it's, it's not really going to take you over the edge as if somebody was doing a whole And you start, brew.
0: I mean, it even says in all the packaging that you get, you start with one and, yeah. and see how you're feeling in two hours.
2: Yeah, it's the evolution of moonshine to vodka, right? right. And, and we're just in that evolutionary stage. Yeah.
1: Very exciting because I joked in, when I was in college, I'm like, one day you're going to have weed legal and gambling legal.
2: Yeah. And here we are in 2022. <laughs> and
1: not every state, how many states have it, Nick, that are legal?
2: Uh, I think recreational. We're I think seventeen. I think we're thirty-three. Medical. Okay. Um, so the states
1: that have medical that have yet to go into recreational, I mean, aren't they just going to follow
2: suit? Like, yeah, we have. About, see the
1: revenue they're getting three hundred and sixty billion dollars. Yep. You know, a year from this, that's going to pave new roads. That's yeah. going to do so much for the state itself.
2: Yeah, we'll have a financially. It doesn't, and everybody's just way cooler. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not fighting outside bars. I mean, talking to a guy <laughs> yeah, who grew That's up what I'd say. Boston, like I always say like, like yeah, yeah. When you know. was the last
0: time somebody smoked a joint and, like hit his yeah. kids like, you know, but that's been illegal for all this time and
2: Yeah, Michigan has done an amazing job with cannabis. It's been a huge resurgence. Wow. Um, you have Oklahoma and Oklahoma as a state is medical only, but they've they've a lot of the medical states have given what they call a caregiver model. So if you have certain patients and you're signed up as a caregiver, you can have a certain amount of patients, and with those patients, you can provide cannabis products. And they've been able to kind of build out a caregiver model that allows it to look and feel very recreational, mm-hmm. just to test the waters. Um, then is you have—is
1: that age group growing? The ones that are hitting, like, say, over plus fifty-five are using cannabis massively because, like, I would think that generation also it wasn't acceptable. Because I'm forty-eight now, and I think of those that are ten years older than me and they're. It was still like, if I was growing up in my early you know, 20s and late teens, now 10 more years after that, they're probably like, well, I want to smoke it now because they're in their mid-late yeah. 20s and early 30s, that now they're finding it, access to it, and they love it. And yeah. It's so great. They feel so like it's legal, it's okay, but there's still something that like I feel like that to, we get, once we get to all 50 states, which I don't think will be more than probably five more years, yep. I think that they're going to see... The benefit isn't Florida now the latest to go recreational.
2: Yeah, Florida it's on the ballot for November. In New Jersey. Uh, yeah, New Jersey is recreational now. So now
1: they have gambling and and and
2: You might go back. There.
1: Yeah, I might go back now. <laughs> New York um, is
2: recreational. I mean, I, the tipping point is always going to be for uh, that really puts it over the edges will be Texas
1: and and Vegas. So Nevada has it legal. Oh yeah,
2: fully so legal. so you can
1: get into can you smoke it in, in uh, well smoking areas it's, in, in it, hotel, it, hotels? Or? No, it's
2: not legal on the strip.
1: Okay. Oh, really?
2: Yeah.
0: Hmm.
2: Which is a, a an interesting one. So it's, um, but I mean, there's there's very little control once once to put borders around it. Um, once you actually have a state that's that's recreational legal, it's it's pretty difficult. I mean, even me going back to Massachusetts, which is obviously a Commonwealth and very Puritan, the level of usage of cannabis around such a college town of Boston um it, it puts a smile on. i tell my kids it's all the so time hilarious. whenever yeah. we As smell weed i'm like oh, that's hilarious that's it's daddy making illegal. money the
0: state yeah. could be making money but instead they they just don't yeah now
1: isn't uh psilocybin chocolate like uh, the, the mushrooms like the next thing it's on its that, way it's on yeah so it's legal it's legal in in, in colorado no. it's actually alaska?
2: legal in oregon, oregon uh, i mean uh, right. oakland um and it's legal in oregon i don't know about alaska um, and, that and, could, and that fights against, is it dementia or? PTSD, PTSD, um, depression. Um, I, I think when you look at psilocybin or mushrooms, um, just in general of how that will get licensed, it'll probably take a similar path to cannabis, but a, a, an easier path. Meaning you'll probably be prescribed by a psychiatrist. The first time you use it will probably be in a, like a clinic, right. it'll be clinically oh. driven. Ketamine, psilocybin. Um, You're seeing ketamine clinics open up um, and there's a lot of states doing a lot of research to it, but it will be much more prescribed. Cannabis really, I wouldn't say jumped a shark, but it was so widely used society wise that it just went to recreational. And then if you think of bureaucrats in general, they have a really hard job. Like how do you, what are the bumpers on the road for something that's recreational legal? Obviously you have age, but then you have all the concerns of driving and crime and the amazing thing with cannabis is is that you don't see uptick in crime. You don't right. see uptick in <laughs>
1: Because you're starting to see a lot of gambling ads even during live sports. This is DraftKings and the yeah. live odds are now. So they're promoting and telling you what to bet on, but now you can't do something like that. Yeah. That's like harm you know,
0: I think just- gambling's ruined a lot more lives than Completely. Uh, yeah. That that's yeah. a,
1: that's the whole point. Is that but you're seeing that marketing in your face on TV. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's only a matter of time and it would be really cool in like five years to see the first cannabis uh, channel come to life too. Totally, um, you guys thirsty?
0: Dude, I am thirsty. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. this cannabis well, is making me thirsty.
1: Here we go, folks. This is our section uh, called "Something's Brewing," and because uh, we're going East Coast, uh, this is what I consider to be the best beer in America. I think this it's is a better. bold claim. It's a huge, huge claim. I think this is in line of the same tier as Pliny the uh, Elder, and if you like that really tasty, expensive IPA, this is what uh, my buddy Mark Murrell uh, has created. It's called the Hattie. So this is uh, after a lobster that he caught on one of his lobster oh, boats great. in Maine, and um, thank you. Uh, he uh, Love Basically, his one of his boats caught this uh, candy cotton lobster, which is one out of one hundred million chance. Very beautiful. You just type in Hattie lobster, you'll see this come up. H a d d i e. Over, over a billion impressions worldwide. Anyway, he preserved the lobster and he created this beer. And it took him. He founded the uh, the lobster in twenty eighteen, and the fisherman who caught the lobster, his daughter was named Hattie, and so that's why oh, he named it the Hattie. And Mark has been working on this beer for two years. And uh, the brewer's at a shipyard, an OG brewer does pumpkin uh, head and all that um, out of Portland, Maine, um, has uh, created this beer and uh, they make it exclusively for Mark. So, this is Mark's Hattie. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Happy birthday, Nick. Thank you thank, you. thank you. Thank so, you. There you go. Good So, to this portion to of Ed. Something's Brewing is by Hattie Beer. One in 100 million IPA. Yeah, that's delicious. delicious. Yeah, it's it's a really cool can. Um, oh man, that is so good. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, I need a couple more sips of this. This is good.
1: It's a seven percent nice, flavorful IPA right there. I'm trying to, count, I'm trying to figure out a lot. of And if you today. were to put it side by side with Pliny, that is the ultimate test. And I just did that and you did it like a week ago. And I literally, my wife and I, um, tasted it. And she's like, This is this is better. Now, how do you so, get these, Tommy? Um, East Coast is already having a lot of sales. Are gonna start hitting that area in the next uh, now till you know all the yeah. time. Um, I don't know if they're shipping outside of the state yet. I hope that they will. I hope Mark does. Um, and I am working on Southern California distribution right now. So when this does come out, if it goes into some of those like Simsies Beer Club or something like that, but this yeah. is a fantastic beer. Um, it's really and, good. And when you do find it, enjoy it. You can look for it, Hattie uh Hattie's uh, beer club and hopefully get some more information about it. But this but thank you very much for uh bringing this out thank you, for this tasting
2: yeah it's delicious
1: all right let's do some dad wisdom here Nick you know part of um what's going on now this is great because um I know you have two daughters because one of them just babysat my kids uh over this past weekend <laughs> And they loved her and they think the world of her. And now I find out that were like, that she's extremely popular in Manhattan Beach. Like, all these families are starting to like, What's hey, you are over here next number? weekend and here again. <laughs> she's just, she's reset uh, Yeah, Lola's awesome. Um, so you have two girls.
2: Yes. And what are their ages? Uh, they are 15 and 13. 15 and 13, okay wow yeah yeah yeah. okay (laughs) so
1: this is perfect because you are just going to pave the road for chris (laughs) and i to understand we both have girls Mm -hmm. you have two um i have a six-year-old and yours is
0: lady's 10 yeah okay so
2: she's coming up you're coming up much faster on coming in hot yeah Yeah. Yeah. do they still love you uh yes okay good yes I, and I say that with a pause because I remember when they were daddy's little girl, yeah. and it's definitely not the same at 13 and, yeah. and 15. Um, but you get glimpses yeah. of what it was like. <laughs> oh. Right. Like, you get glimpses. I
1: mean, so talk to me about that. Like, How has, okay, we'll just, elephant in the room, dating. Okay, yeah. now all of a sudden, like they, they like boys all of a sudden. You're like, man, no, I can't believe it. 15, 13 year thirteen-year-old. Yeah, what happens? How do you how do you handle the dating in today's world?
2: Well, I, it, unfortunately, there's no playbook at all. So, you know, my emotions run extremely hot, and Carrie Carrie Hayes will tell you all the time when Lola's out. I'm constantly like, "What time's Lola coming home? What time has anybody checked in with Lola?" What time? And Carrie will always be like, "Dude, let her be." Do you remember when you were that age? But as a dad, it's you know you want them to make the right decisions. You know, as uh, I think as my daughter's gone through an evolution and I've met different people, um, I kind of let her know that my standards probably aren't hers and she's got to live up to mine and the people around her have to as well. So firm handshake. Hello. Are you polite? You know, um, would you be happy introducing that person to your grandparents? Um, Different things like that that I just give. I don't. All you can do is really give guidance. Um, they're adults at that point, especially with social media today, they're getting more access to content and more worldly than, than we were when we were 28, just on the access of information. So I think, um, you know, family structure and dynamic is super important. Um, and I think my wife and I, you know, are partners on that. Um, and I think we, you know, there's times where. I give a little, and there's times where she gives a little, and then we kind of cross paths and understand what we were both trying to accomplish. <clears throat> but you just, you got to be way more communicative and honest and open because they're getting the information from somewhere. Yeah. It's better if they get it from you. It's yeah. true. That's how I'm kind of, especially not, with even cannabis, right? Like I'm, we're well, yeah. very open. Well, I mean,
1: that's a whole nother, you know, segment, but. My dad always would say, you know, um, and it started in high school, he would say, uh, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. And that's literally what I think, you know, he would approve of even just my dudes that I was hanging out with. So I think that's very important as a dad that you're doing that as a teen, you know, a firm handshake, even to her friends and like asking what they're doing. And, you know, what are their I mean, they're because they're starting to look at colleges already. I know it's not too far off and so important if you want to go to college, how on the point you have to start planning for at an early age. So you have to be open with them. That's really not, not always an easy thing to do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. My dad used to say, if you lay down with a dog with fleas, you'll get up scratching. And so I just, you know, whenever there's glimpses of, of times to kind of either correct or explain to her the path or them, the path that I see. And luckily, as, as you know, I, I, I think I have two really well kind of mannered as well as structured girls which right. is a, a blessing to say the least who knows how that changes down the road it's a coin flip but i think just reminding them of those you know you, you definitely turn into your parents for sure as they get older <laughs> you <laughs> so, know i would love that yeah <laughs> um i
0: seen if dad's paying attention
2: and then you know what they're today the world's just wide open to them you know i don't know if corporate structure will be something that looks the same for them moving right. forward right everybody's a brand everybody's an influencer everybody's getting influenced
0: yeah so I mean, how much do you need to go to a college it was always like you got to go to college yeah. until you get a job and it's like well why am I going 200 grand in debt for something that I can teach myself on YouTube or the internet I mean I I can code right I don't do it often but like yeah I didn't take coding and I took Pascal in college but like by the time you know when you're in mobile development but if, if you
2: take a six-month course, by the time you're done, you're three versions late Sure. for what they're doing now, right? Sure. Yeah, I think the world's going to look very different. So just, you know, as much as you can have open communication and as much as you can kind of remind them of, you know, time is their biggest equity, yep. right? Time is their biggest equity. Sure, and it's
1: who they hang out with when, when they're not totally. dialed in or doing a sport or an you know? Yeah, like and studying. keeping them
2: busy. I think, you know, there's a lot of free time that could just be provided in a climate that we live in. And, you know, I, I think, um, you know, team dynamic, you know, quality of friends, um, understanding the value of money, understanding the value of the people that you hang with, as long as you're eating your own dog food that you're trying to sell to them. You're in good shape, yeah. <laughs> and so you definitely become an adult when you have adults.
0: I mean, it's hard. My daughter's ten, and I just I see she's so sweet and so kind. And when she isn't, which is rare, like I was telling my dad today, she had a sleeper over on Friday, and if she doesn't get of sleep, she's an asshole essentially. <laughs> which is just a it's a big change from how she is. But like she's gonna have to go through these things and like be hurt by somebody close to her. Uh, to grow and to understand—that's yeah. not how you treat people. That I, don't, I didn't like being treated that way, and it's—it's and it's tough for me to just sort of handle the pain your child is going to go through. I mean, she's upstairs right now practicing her um, her speech for student council. She's running for spirit, and it's just adorable to listen to her do it. And she's so excited, but like, there's 30 kids doing it, and then she's probably going to lose, and that will be a lesson. But I don't want her to have the lesson. Yeah. I just want her to win. Uh, you don't want to give up the first down. You know what I mean. Like you just want yeah. to like win at SoFi, but like that—that's the hard part. But you know they're going to be okay. I mean, I went through that, right? Like yeah. I failed miserably nonstop, and my dad had to watch me do it. But um, that shapes who you become. I
2: think. Yeah, I, I, and, you know, you almost celebrate that as a parent as they get older as a victory. You know, I can remember junior guards being like, "Dude, that's <laughs> so gut wrenching." But yeah. did you do it, it? Yeah, both yeah. my girls did it, nice. and uh, my youngest—you know—she didn't qualify in the first. And she easily could have. She just didn't know how to take it serious and, you know, then went to downtown L.A. and had to do it the second time in a oh, pool yeah. and crushed it. But I look back at her, you know, it's gut-wrenching to see her crying in the back of the car and all her friends have made it. And I look back on that and was like, what a life lesson. Because there's everything is kind of handed today so much, not necessarily on a silver platter, but definitely in our surroundings and where we, I mean... We are privileged in so many ways that if you can turn a negative into a positive and they look at that as a life lesson, they'll right. they'll never forget it. Yeah. Um, and those little wins and those little victories, I think, will will change their whole dynamic as you grow forward. That's awesome. Um, daddy
1: time. Do you still have it? Do you still have, like, one-on-one, like, daddy-daughter dates still at this age? Or
2: I do. I do. So, uh, my oldest... Both my girls play softball. Both of them play competitive softball, and both of them, luckily for me, are, are competitive and good. Nice. Um, so, my oldest is on a travel team, and she goes to Anaheim every Monday night for um, a catching lesson and hitting lesson, and... My wife's always like, do you want me to take low or do you want to take low? And I always want to take her because yeah. I get 45 minutes in the car <laughs> yeah. and she's usually quiet on the way down yeah. because she hasn't gotten those endorphins out and right. she's not all jacked up and she's out of school and we're listening to Harry Styles as loud as we can. and Watermelon <laughs> sugar. <laughs> exactly. And then we get I back in you. the car and she's, you know, chatterbox all the way. And <laughs> I know, like, on the 91, like, when I get like past the 605 I start asking her questions so like so how's school going and are you interested (laughs) in any boys because she's just in a flow and so unfortunately from she doesn't know it but as a sales guy I'm leading the witness and and I get it right where I want it and then um, my youngest it's just it's it's hilarious I mean she's 13 but she'll have really adult conversations sitting around the table. Um, with us where it's almost like, and my, we moved here six years ago. So my youngest moved, I think at the opportune time, my oldest had a fight for acceptance at fifth grade. And that was a tough year to move. My youngest at third grade, everybody's welcoming. Everybody's still watching, walking their kids to school. Totally, Everybody's going to El Capitan, like doing all that. My oldest parents are dropping the kids off by that point, right? Like you're graduating from elementary school be on with it so now you can see the influence of California where there's a lot more social interaction Mm -hmm. the school system is is much more about you know scholar speech and talking and you know advocating for yourself and um, I see her as like a little adult and and we get that time that's awesome yeah it's fun it's fun
1: Um, how do you balance your work and family time
2: Because
1: like I mean I, I I you're probably fundraising a lot of the time going on the road a lot yeah you know to other states fighting for you know just you yeah know, just to get it legal and whatever but how how do you balance <clears throat> your daddy
2: time what do you like to do so you know a, a lot of it revolves around what they do on the weekends with sports and a lot of it revolves around um, you know being pretty organized mm-hmm. with my wife on the things that are important and um, even myself I get to the point where. I know I've been away too long or I haven't checked in enough um, and I recenter myself. So I think I'm just grounded that way. Um, But it's, for me, it's always been a blend. So I lived in London, I lived in New York, Boston. Um, I moved out here for a year and left my family on the East coast and lived in a hotel in San Francisco and flew back every 10 days for three days and then red-eyed, red-eyed home and came back during the day. And again, it's a, you know, it's a blessing to have a support system like my wife, but I've always said to my kids and to my wife, never say I have to, only say I want to. Right. And so if you want to do this to either create a better family, a better work environment, a better lifestyle, then it's okay. But if you set it up as I have to, they love you too much to not see that you're stressed. Yeah. And they're going to give you advice, like, why don't you just stay home? And then that that tug is there. So I've just kind of lived by certain mantras. Um, but more importantly, I, have a, I kind of have a mental calendar of knowing when I'm I'm doing too much. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah.
1: That's your own perception of what's going on.
2: I, I, yeah. I think I want to be there as much as I, I want to be doing what I'm doing. So trying to naturally blend yeah. that is important. Yeah.
1: What kind of um, life experiences are you giving your girls right now? So, what are you wanting them to see? Do you, is it the way that you travel with them and 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 go to new places? What like how are you getting them the value of like look life's not going to be easy, it's going to be hard, and what, how are they getting that information? Like are you putting like I, well. I know Lola's already working, because she's yeah. a great babysitter, so <laughs> yeah. she's understanding that part. She's coming part. here tomorrow night. But like, <laughs> yeah. what other life experiences are you, or, or, or should we be doing in the future for ourselves to learn?
2: Well, for me, you know, I'm the one person in my family who's out of a huge Italian family that moved out of Boston. Right. Um wow. So letting them know the importance when when we do vacations or when we do holidays, we do them back on the East Coast. And as they get older, that becomes I want to spend time with my friends or we've never had a Christmas in Manhattan Beach. And I try to emphasize the importance of family and that, um, you know, having that connection with your cousins and your relatives and your aunts um, is is important for a lot of reasons but more importantly that just gives you a great foundation and a great structure Um, so i try to enforce that a lot on the family values i would say at a higher level um you know i i think where i lack is kind of the and i think school systems lack it and i think just in general as you grow up you want it you want them to have everything that you could possibly provide and more than your parents were able to provide to you but the the value of money the value of your own personal finances, especially having um, female daughters. I don't want them to ever have to rely on somebody else. Female daughters. I (laughs) I saw you laugh. (laughs) (laughs) But I I want them to be able to stand up equally to anybody who who could hold a candle to them and and make sure their candle is brighter than anybody else's. I mean, I think Tommy, I mean, we can say this, and I think this is a good role model for both our
0: daughters, but I'm not just saying this because they listen. Our wives are badasses. Of course. And yeah. that was the first thing that my wife is very good looking. Um, she's got bad taste, but that's great. It made for me, but um, like she was just a badass when I met her. I was like, she's got her shit together. She's got like 41 k, and like she doesn't let people talk down to her. And like, you know, I remember uh, we went to go buy. don't you know, year or two into it, she was going to buy a car, and so we went to BMW, and like, they wouldn't even let her test drive like a five series. And she's like, "We're, we're I'm out of here, man." Like I could. And I knew she could buy that place at that point, right? right? And and it's just so inspiring. And I, you know, I always say like, if I do everything right, then Lainey's gonna end up like her mom, except for like being fourteen and dating hockey players and stuff. No offense, <laughs> Matt, but um, you know, it's she's a great role model, and it's 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 so powerful to have something like. And my mom was the same way. Like my mom was a complete badass. Yeah. And uh, Dawn's a badass.
1: Yeah, I mean, r- raising strong women that become you know very yes. good moms is a very great yeah. trait that you want to always mm-hmm. pass on mm-hmm. so it's great to have like a really great wife but then teach your daughters how to become that themselves from the male's point of view as well not i mean the mom's going to have their one off to their to their daughters yeah but dad's to their daughters is a whole different way of you know, encouraging and, and bringing the best out of them. There's a different bond between a daddy daughter and a daddy mom. You know, there just is. Yeah. And your dad's always going to be that. Okay. You know, let let me, let me just peep out the window and see who you're talking to. (laughs) You know, that's just, that's just going to happen. A hundred percent. It's great to, to be unaware of that and showing the value of family going back East is instilling them what is important for hopefully them to take into their family when they build theirs.
2: And to see a little bit more grit, you know, um, Lola was in a situation with at school, which was it was absolutely fine. It was just girls being catty. And I just looked at her across the table as she was telling us the situation. I'm like, Can you kick her ass? (laughs) And she looked at me and goes, Yeah. I'm like, All right. Nice. (laughs) Right. Then do it. But you have those. And then obviously my wife looked at me like, Dude, really? (laughs) But. That's a different kind of bond, which is like, if that was my son, I would say the same thing. Exactly. Why shouldn't I say that to her? Right. You know, or more importantly, why wouldn't I expect her to handle her business that way any differently than a boy would? Um, And just, it's because we have girls or because I have girls, just, it's so obvious the stereotypes that were kind of created or boys play with trucks and girls play with dolls. Um, And (laughs) that's okay. You know, it's all just kind of there on the ground. I mean, my daughter...
0: When she was uh, eight, she was on a soccer team and she broke her toe, uh, and it sucked because we were in like the Beach Cup, Tommy, where they play it in November or whatever. And she missed one game, and then she was back playing with a broken toe. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, if you if you slightly brush against the boy, yeah, uh, Vetter, he goes down like he got shot. <laughs> he can't, I love you, bud. You're going to listen to this when you're older, and you're going to be tougher. But um, my daughter is tough and my son is not right and that's contradictory to what exactly what you just said
2: yeah it's just it's it but there is no playbook no Zero. right
1: have you, have you talked to them ever about birds and the bees
2: no, I, honestly no so In, do you
1: let your wife do that part of it <laughs> and then well, she tells you, like, or there was never even a time. Like, I don't think my mom and dad ever talked to me about the birds and the bees. You know, my parents didn't. I just didn't... kind of learned it on my own, and, like, they, they fit. I got you. Yeah,
2: yeah, my parents didn't either, but uh, Lola and I have had, at, at least at Lola's age, you know, we talk about boys, but I I do it in just the way I do it, which, again, back to those drives from Anaheim, I'll say to her you do know what every boy at the age of 14 to 16 is thinking about,
1: right? <laughs> right? Like, sure oh, are. God.
2: And I watched the body language, and the body language tells me she knows, right? Yeah. It's sex and only sex. So, you know, I was there, and I also let them know, like, anything you've seen or anything that's going to be done, I've done. And the important thing um, that I think my parents – definitely made me feel bad about and i try to instill this is you know don't disrespect me and don't make me disappointed yeah right disappointment i think is so much worse than being yelled at it's true so i'm not mad i'm disappointed yeah, i'm That's disappointed yeah. worst and if, disrespect yeah and don't. you know like now with social media and back to your point tommy about college right like my daughter plays competitive softball, and she was at a Duke camp, and you know she got invited back um, this summer. And the Duke coach asked for her Instagram, TikTok, and and all her social media accounts. And you're like, that's what they're looking at. Yeah. Wow. Right? They're not. They're They're going to see the eyes of the individual, not through their SAT scores, right? But how wow. they're conducting themselves wow. in open society. Yeah. And it's actually easier for them to get a sense of who you are right um so kind of explaining like that one mistake on social media or that one mistake and we've all had it right we've had it in high school or but it was you could contain it and here you can't contain it yeah so you know i think just again you just got to constantly reinforce that i think the earlier you can reinforce it the better i'm just you know probably the the guy who's going through it with teenagers
1: yeah and it's it's great to hear this and those two mantras to you know i think say to anyone is just a normal thing to say as respect and love yeah you know so that's awesome and thank you for opening up with that um how do you want to be remembered as a dad
2: wow jesus you guys are going deep. I would going say. Deep here. Going trying to Nick, get you to Nick Fisano to cry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um my dad's laughing at you. I I would I mean, obviously the easy answer is is loving and caring. Um, um but I, I've always looked at it, no matter who it is younger than me, is is pure mentorship. That s- somewhere I have been put on a a pedestal of a guiding light that no matter who it is, whether my children, your children, look back and can kind of remember me as as somebody who guided them in a certain direction, and that was in a direction of positivity. And if, if I could, if, if both my kids would look back and say, I'm so glad my dad did X, Y, Z, or I'm so glad I had that time that led me to do X, Y, Z, I think that's almost more important because sometimes love is tough uh-huh. and, and sometimes it can't just be caring. It it has to be tough love. Um, but if it always comes from the sense of mentorship and guidance um, with them in mind, um, that's probably what I'd want to be remembered for. That's amazing. I love it.
1: I love it. Um, <laughs> do you talk to your daughters about, obviously, your work and what you do? Yeah. And how do you tell them what to do? It's around them now all the time. Yeah, totally. I'm sure that a lot of the kids' parents
2: have the
1: gummies and the vape pens and the flour because... Yeah, I have at least four and a half
2: pounds of weed in my house right now. Yeah, it's legal. Yeah. So, I mean... uh, (laughs) We're going over there. (laughs) Yeah, Part of your house. Happy birthday. You know, I think uh, for me, it's kind of the same as alcohol, right? Um, And I look at it the same way, which is... Today, I don't think, I I mean, they're going to do it. They're going to try it. Is it
1: 18 or 21? 21. It is 21.
2: Yeah. Cannabis is 21 and over. Okay. They're going to do it. They're going to try it. I would rather them be open and honest with me when they do. Um, And I would rather when it comes to cannabis that they do it with me. Meaning that I don't think cannabis should be done at a young age. And I'm even though I said I smoked at, at 14, whether that was positive or That's negative. That's how you turned out. Yeah, so it, it's hard as a dad, right? It's hard as a parent to say, you know, monkey see, monkey do, or or don't do what I say. Um, but I, I think in general, I, I would love to have their first cannabis experience be with me because I just think, you know, there's a lot of self discovery that happens with cannabis different than alcohol. We've always had a social addiction with a beverage. And so they're going to be exposed to alcohol as they are right now as eighth graders and ninth graders. Um, With cannabis, I just think it's a little bit different where you can use it for a little bit more mind exploration and you can get into a little bit more deep thought. Um, And I think that social setting, or at least the time that they do it for the first time shouldn't be about getting high it should be a little bit more about mind altering and asking questions that they have. Um, but the way I kind of talk about it is, is I think the way every parent does is that you're not old enough. It's, it's 21 and over for reason. Right. Right. And you should, you know, respect our boundaries. Yeah. Um, when we were down in Punta Mita, you know, Lola looks like she's 18. So we went out to dinner and, you know, we were kind of joking and sitting there with my with my father, who's 84. And she I let her order a drink. and She had her first kind of drink at dinner. And That's it was great. giddy and it was kind of an experience. And it was ear to ear smile. And she drove the golf cart home. OK, oh you know, but it was like, you know, just one drink over a four hour dinner. Yeah, of course. And uh, you had to do it with you. But you did it with us. Yeah, totally. And to see my wife kind of bless that. And I knew the whole week she wasn't testing it, but it was like, hey, can I have a sip of your margarita or, you know, can I have a sip of this? And then finally, like the last dinner, I'm like, Lola, if you want to order a drink, order a drink, you know, and seeing her pull it off with the waiter and order her first drink and. Like it was nothing. I think if yeah, right, <laughs>
1: yeah, that's so cool.
2: I think if you just ease into it that way, so to ease, speak. nice, yeah. nice work.
1: <laughs> ease into life. Um, this is great, and that's and that's a big thing. And you know, I think that as much as the kids are going to be able to get their hands on beers, they're going to be getting their hands on the cannabis stuff too. Yeah. So it's good to say, look, there's a there's an age limit for a reason. Yep, you know, and I think that you got to that's just how you do it with. Beer and everything. and
2: Yeah. And the world's way more competitive today from an uh, education and a kid perspective. I mean, I've just watched it through generations of my nephews and nieces. And, you know, getting into college is not a walk in the park. Nope. It is not. And, you know, even though we would have, you know, keg parties in the woods and do a lot of stuff that I would never – and drive drunk, to be honest with you, and right. do a lot of shit that I wouldn't want my girls to do – if we knew how difficult college was back then to get into, I don't know if I would have done that stuff yeah. because I still had a focus on where I wanted to go. And I think today uh, they have to be a little bit more mindful um, than we ever had to. Okay, I totally agree.
1: All right, well, let's end it with, what do you want to do for Father's Day? What do you do for Father's Day? What do you like to do? What do you want to do?
2: Ah, uh, For Father's Day. so um, <coughs> June 19th june 19th it is um so i've done everything from a father's day brunch with a bunch of dads which is all catered and awesome fun and a lot, just of, weed dads and a lot or of families just dads oh wow which is kind of fun um we rented a boat out of uh newport beach and that was family and that was fun yeah so uh i think i'd like to I think I'd like to take my girls and and maybe go north, like in the Santa Barbara region, or nice. just get away for a weekend for sure.
1: Nice, yeah, that's awesome. Go down to the Funk Zone in Santa Barbara.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they have some good
1: uh, drinks down
2: there. That's good. <laughs> um,
1: this has been fantastic. Really, I has mean, been. Um, just a really fun interview to just hear how you got in your career all the way to being a dad and just getting all your advice. Sage advice has just been fantastic. We really appreciate you taking the time love on your it. birthday. Especially on your birthday. Yeah,
2: super fun, guys. Yeah, my dad sleeps
0: all the time. You can't keep him awake, and he's <laughs> kept awake this entire hour. It's
1: amazing. Yeah. I love it. So um, just want to say thank you and happy birthday. Um, again, everyone, thanks for taking time to listen to our Dad's Night podcast. Please like and share with a friend or two or he who you think might enjoy this ridiculous banter. Because after all, Dazz Night is where ridiculous becomes reality. Today's, uh, some of this brewing was sponsored by Hattie Beer. Love it. And, so tasty, by uh, the way. Well, amazing, I'm going to say a big shout out to Ease big for their uh, gift bags uh, that they brought in here. Um, Nick Fizzano, thank you so much for all his beauties and uh, just your uh, just your energy coming in here today.
0: And Tommy, where sense. can you find us on Instagram?
1: Thank you, Chris, for reminding me. You can find us at Dazz Night Podcast. Please like and follow us. And, uh... If you can go on Spotify or Apple iTunes and give a five star rating to our podcast, if you and become a follower, um, we look forward to uh, more more dads coming on the podcast that are like Nick Fazano, pioneers and what they're doing. Love it! Uh, thank you for being an awesome friend of the pod, and uh, we look forward to having you uh, back on here shortly. Yeah, thank you, Nick. It's been Thanks, great, guys. It's been awesome.
2: Thank you.